Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm Mike Morales here in sunny Southern California. That gentleman out there is Jim Johnston and also sunny Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, of course, Jim survived a tornado the day before today, so he won't tell you. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. it's uh, um, not. We, we've had quite a few natural disasters and man-made disasters up here yeah. in the last couple <laughs> yeah. months. So the the sun is out. It's a nice day. No wind is blowing. No trains are derailing. Things are fine. I <laughs> we're gonna just take that as a win. <laughs> There's no black clouds hanging over anything right now. Exactly. Yeah. Now right, the only yeah. the only black cloud that we have hanging over us, Jim, is this black cloud. We are going to be tasting and dissecting. That's right, Grand Centenario, and not just any Grand Centenario. This is the Grand Centenario Cristalino. That's right, folks. They that the Cuervo family has decided to send us their their. This this is this used to be one of the more revered brands ever, and I think a lot of people still believe that it's made the same way as it used to be, uh, but it isn't. And now this is a I gotta say, Jim, this came in. A, let me show you the boxes came in, folks. Beautiful. Jim was telling me off camera. This looks like a lot like those uh, single malt Scotch boxes that you're used to. Yeah, this is a lot of times when you know Scotch comes in a box like this and. The higher end stuff comes in a package where, you know, there's a little notch of wood here at the top to hold the top of the bottle. And you've got a little padded holder here at the bottom. Yeah, this so, isn't wood, though. This is like some kind of rubber <laughs> synthetic. You know, it's not real. Yeah, it's synthetic it's, rubber. Yeah. But, you know, it holds it holds bones, whatever. It, it's a beautiful color. I think the packaging right off the bat, I just want to nominate it for Brandon Promising. Uh, Brandon Promising packaging. It is gorgeous. The pack, I'm not going to lie. It's beautiful. It's eye-catching. You, you're dressed in the same color. Right. Uh, I, I did not, I didn't figure that when I did this, but I, I opened the bottle. I was like, oh, this, this kind of matches me. But yeah, uh, match the bottle is substantial. It's, it's very yes. nice. Yeah. Um, it, it's a nice wood stopper, bottle. very uh, hefty, a lot of, lot of thick glass at the bottom. So, you know, it, it, it comes the vehicle it's delivered in is very nice. <laughs> the vehicle it delivers in. Um, why don't we pop? I popped, I took the seal off of mine because I don't want to be fighting with it. But oh, wow. It's a, it's a cork composite. It actually almost smells real. <laughs> I mean, it's got a decent smell to it. I know, folks, for those of you who are just tuning in and, and are, or listening to us, you're not aware about what goes on with the the Cuervo, uh, the Cuervo lines and all that. We'll get into it, but as usual, we're going to taste the juice first. Then we'll give you all the ins and outs and all the the stats and stories. Um, I'm using a, a Stasso Jarrito for tequila, and so is Jim. So we're going to pour some in the glass here. Remember, folks, this is a Cristalino. Oh, look! I got bubbles. Pretty thick glass top too this is yeah a yeah hefty bottle it kind of reminds me of the uh, original uh maestro dobel was a very substantial bottle uh it's not like the bottle that they have now that's a, a lot lighter i used to call it the terminator of tequila bottles because it, it was really heavy you could use it for like a weapon or something yeah um so Wow, you gave yourself a decent pour. Let's see what kind of legs and tears we got. I, I, I can't see any right now. Oh, there they go. A little bit there. A little bit. There they are. It's like hard to give myself a light pour because that bottle is, it's hefty. Yeah, yeah. You can't, uh, it, it's uh, designed, well, you know, uh, I think with the the idea of the the look, it looks like a lot of scotches you know you're going to serve it in a rocks glass and not not do what we're going to do with it and dissect right that's got some decent legs and tears actually does a little bit yeah and that i noticed when i poured it it looked a little bit like an off color does it look like a, a bit of an off color to you it, it's for me it's not really 
off so much as that. I mean, I would say that there's just a little bit, the light is not coming through it as it would if this were a Blanco and, and naturally clear. Right. So there's some sort of, uh, you know, with a Cristalino, it, it, they, there is some sort of filtering process and we'll discuss that filtering process a little bit later. Um, but there's a filtering process that removes some of the color, most of the color, and supposedly some of the characteristics of whatever wood it was aged in. And, and I will give you, you know, more details as we go through it. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tinge of some sort. Yeah. And I want to say it's like a yellow or a light, very light green. I don't know. It's kind of odd. It's just a very faint hay color. Very, 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 okay. very faint. I'll buy it. They that. have not stripped out 100% of the Anejo characteristics out of this. No. And, and they're, you know, if they did, why, why bother? You know, <laughs> just call it a, right. just serve it as a Blanco. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so anyway, let's see what we got as far as a nose. Got some substantial alcohol. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Now, to be fair, this bottle's been sitting in my living room floor probably since uh, November, early yes. November of, of at 2022, least. at least. So we're just getting around to it, folks. I'm sorry, but, you know, hey, we had to, we had to cut that. We actually cut our, our Brands of Promise line, uh, our, our entries, I think it was uh, July or August. And so this this line, these these series of tastings are for the 2023 brands of promise that we're doing now. I I just get alcohol. I'm not getting anything else. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of of the alcohol overpowering the nose, but a little of what I get is almost a like a custard or a vanilla, Ooh. a little. But that's at the end of the alcohol. And I don't know if that's because I'm getting the alcohol so much that that's like an after nose portion of that kind of sweetness. Yeah, there is an underlying sweetness in there. You know, yeah. initially, you're going to get a lot of alcohol. And I'm not calling it a burning alcohol. You're just getting alcohol. It's not like it's burning your nose hairs or, you know, right. singeing your eyebrows. Because it's not. It's only an 80 proof. But... And I want to say I'm getting some wood characteristics, but I'm not sure what kind of wood I'm getting. And, and as I, again, I will make some more descriptors. I will read some of the press that we got from, from um, the PR company that sent this to us. I think it's taking a while to open up too. These things, these bottles have been sealed in our, you know, and, and, and this is starting to open up just a, a touch for me, and I'm getting a little bit of sweet citrus at the very end. I mean, you call it a floral citrus, even like an orange blossom or something like that. But it's yeah. very faint at the end right now. And and there's some sort of fruitiness there too. I, I get a little bit of fruitiness again at the tail end. It's not uh, the alcohol is still very much present. Now there's that sweetness. And I'm, it's not citrusy for me so much as um, um, like some sort of stone fruit. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm still getting enough of the alcohol that that's why I feel like that alcohol has turned into a citrus tang on my nose. Like if you smell lime juice real up close, but oh, okay. the, the more I smell it, it's it, it, the sweetness is combined with the alcohol still. I think this needs to open up for a good yeah, 10 minutes. It, it does. And it is starting to open up to be fair for me. Anyway, I'm beginning to get a little bit more of that, that sweetness that you were detecting. But for me, it's not, it's not citrus so much as like a stone fruit. I want to say peaches or plums or something. Um, something like that or maybe an apricot maybe an yeah apricot. yeah there's a there's a yeah and it's at the bottom it's really weird because it, it as the alcohol diffuses it's more at the bottom of the, of the glass at the liquid you really got to dig for it which is rare 
with a with a with a harito it usually just comes right up to you I think you're right this thing's got to be I think I think it was designed to be served in like a rocks glass and and just get diffused with a lot of air right right away Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting this mellow, this mellow kind of fruitiness that's more of an apricot or, or peach. I'm not it's even almost like if you smell a peach, like if you try to get the ripeness off of a peach, you don't get a peach scent, but you 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 get a little sweetness off of the skin of the peach. That's right. what I get right. with some alcohol. And not even a ripe peach. You, right. You're talking about a, a, a one that still needs to ripen a little bit more. So you, you get that faintness of the peach right. because it's not fully ripe yet. It's, it, I would say this is going to take a good 10 minutes to, to, to get to that point of, of really opening up to what the, the well, nose while, profile should be. While we're waiting, let's take a sip. Why, why, why not? Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes you take a sip and it opens up even more as it evolves in the glass. It will evolve in your glass. Um, but, yeah, I'm ready to take a sip and see what we're getting here. Boy, that alcohol is aggressive. Oh, yeah. And the apple is there. Just at the beginning, the apple is there. All right. And that's, this is my first pass. And to be fair, I don't watch whatever the TJs do before, before we go on camera, but I always cleanse my palate. I make sure that I don't have anything spicy before I come out, if I'm going to eat or whatever. So I'm, I'm real careful about that. And usually my first pass isn't as indicative as maybe my second or third passes, but I I know that the this there was like a the pepperiness from whatever agave is in there was aggressive, right. and so was the alcohol for me. But that's my first pass, right. um, and and there's a reason why we say that there's green apple here because I'll read you the the st the stats on what there's this also is. an astringent quality to it a little bit for yeah. me right right yeah, in the middle. It's well, yeah, in the middle and then on the on the finish too, and that finish is still just—it's a long finish. There's an underlying sweetness at the rear and sides of the tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, white pepper and alcohol that kind of has a very, just very mild anise midpoint there, just because... I think when that alcohol sweetness, the, the, the apple sweetness and the alcohol get to the back of your palate, the only way it can actually finish is as a sort of fructose alcohol <laughs> combination, which for me is anise. That's what that is. Um, let me explain, folks, what why we we're talking about green apple. Okay, for those of you who are not aware uh, of, of this line, this particular extension, expression of Grand Centenario. It is, um, let's see, we got this press release sent to us uh, back on November 3rd. Wow, this has been a while. Uh, let's see, Mexico's number one tequila is announcing the launch of the smoothest expression to date and first Cristalino, the Grand Centenario Cristalino. Expertly crafted using the brand's proprietary process, of course, they won't tell you what that is, it's called Selección Suave, okay? Uh, Grand Centenario Cristalino uses the finest Añejo and Extra Añejo tequilas matured in American oak barrels. Now, see, 
That's more about what I'm tasting, okay? But a first for the brand, the blended aged tequila is then finished in Calvados casks. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Jim? Calvados, yes. Okay. Uh, for a few months before being filtered through a meticulous process with Mexican silver. Really? I don't know if I believe that. I don't know. Okay, but we did some research on the back end of this, okay? Um, it transforms the aged tequila into a crystal clear liquid. I, I can't say that. The resulting spirit has the smoothness and depth of an aged tequila with hints of fresh apple and oak coming from the Calvados cask finish. Okay, so uh, in my case, I asked Jim, who, who's got a wider palate than I do, um, what the hell is Calvados? I know it was a big deal back in the early 2000s, but I, don't, I didn't pay attention to it because we were nobody had been aging tequila in unusual barrels, not even wine barrels at that point. Right. So you yeah. tell me, what the hell am I... What what's a Calvados? What is it? It's a it's a French uh, Normandy to be exact um, apple or pear cider brandy. But in this case, Calvados the the apple brandy, um, which will really have a very pronounced apple flavor to it. And I get that on this. I I can taste that little bit of that apple brandy influence of the barrel and i'm sure what you're getting from the oak because they've stripped out a little bit of the 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 char that comes off that barrel is probably the tannic cellulose of that oak that, that imparts a little bit more of a wood sweetness to it right but calvados itself is um most americans have had applejack brandy of some sort it's not a traditional calvados is not a flavored whiskey or a flavored brandy like you have crown apple or jim beam apple right it's actually used making cider to make into brandy and and the apple cider flavor of it stays very true to that brandy after it's done in the barrel process so i get a little bit of that because calvados has a natural apple but a fermented apple flavor to it because it starts with cider Okay, I'll be honest, I, I haven't had that many ciders. I may have had one in my life because I'm just not a cider drinker. It is available usually during the fall. When, when I lived in New Mexico or even in Texas, you know, apple cider was a big deal because, you know, because of the fall uh, uh, harvesting and things like that. And so you get a lot of fresh, but I just was never a cider. I know in, in the UK and in Ireland, I guess cider is a big deal. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's a couple big time, especially in the UK. Um, but in in France, the the cider is that's a big deal. It's not it's not consumed exactly the same way that the 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 British and the the, the people in the UK do it. Like Strongbow cider, you can get on tap almost. French cider is a lot more true to the apple cider flavor. It's a lot, it's got a little bit more sweetness on it. It's not quite as dry, but it is, when they make Calvados out of that that cider to make the brandy, it, it does retain its apple characteristics quite a bit, so. Are these brandies at a higher proof, barrel proof, 80 proof, or or like liqueurs? Uh, they're they're more of an 80 proof brandy. It's, it's like a cognac or anything like that where you would okay. actually have that fermentation and that distillation come through from that, but uh, it's it's really the 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 cider that's the source of the brandy. Depending on how it's made and what the apples used and what kind of sweetness level it has, you still keep a lot of that flavor. And it's really you know it's really I've had a couple in my lifetime that that are really very high end, good, nice to sip. It provides that little bit of apple sweetness on that brandy, but you know, it, it, it doesn't lose the flavor profile. It, it, it sticks with it. So, and I can, I can definitely tell that part of this knows now that this is opened up and part of this flavor profile is coming from that fermented apple. It's not like biting into an apple. It's fermented apple. It's fermented a hard apple. cider flavor profile that's coming with this because 
that that barrel doesn't get to see a real apple at all. It gets to see fermented apple, then distilled and everything like that. But if you're a hard cider fan, you will notice a flavor profile in here of that kind of cider apple in this. Now, we also did some research on camera about the Mexican silver filtration. For those of us who, who are like some of the Cristalinos out there, you know, they're using the they're using the charcoal filtered filtration. There's a, a gentleman, a, a, a chemical engineer that I'm aware of that I, I've interviewed before. Uh, great guy, has some wonderful brands out there. Uh, one of them is Penta and they make a great Cristalino and he has a patented uh, uh, method that actually has a patent on how to make Cristalinos. So I don't, you know, we don't know what's in it. I don't, I don't know what, how they're using it, but I thought that was BS. I thought it was bullshit. You know, when I read Mexican silver, okay. I know that as jewelry goes, Mexican silver is very sought after more so than their gold. I know that for a fact from jewelers around the world that I know, but we did some research and Jim did. Were they lying or is that a real thing? There are some vodka distillers that use um, silver, not necessarily Mexican silver, but there's a process where a lot of water filtration and a lot of spirit filtration uses, when they say silver, they're not putting silver ingots in there. The, the vessel they're using for the filtration is silver because a lot of the carbon-based impurities are drawn out by that. They kind of tend to stick to it and it removes it. I'm sure there's using some kind of charcoal in this as well, but the vessel holding is probably made out of some sort of silver, e either a, a portion of it is silver or I, I doubt it's all silver, but part of that process is those carbon-based impurities are drawn out by that silver infusion uh, with the charcoal. So I, I've, I've seen a couple vodka brands that have used it and a couple of uh, even water purifiers, whole house water purifiers that have nano silver in the filtration because it's got a, an effect on the, the carbon and the impurities, which I think is drawing out that barrel, uh, the char and the, the stuff that gives it that dark brown aged color. So, so, so let me get this straight. The silver it's very similar. It sounds to me very similar to some of the um, some of the uh, uh, tequileros, some of the master distillers who prefer to distill their tequila in copper, or they'll use stainless steel with a copper wire because copper adds a leather layer of complexity to the to the tequila, whether it adds some flavor or whatever. But in your case, you're telling me that this stuff removes impurities. So if it, maybe the Calvados is leaving a whole lot of, um, uh, you know, it's it, maybe it, because of the, the type of barrel that it is and because of the way we describe what goes in that barrel, that it, a lot of that stuff needs to be drawn out as well as the color and some of the strip of some of the flavor. So there, yeah. I, I guess, um, because it is, it, it, first of all, the press release says it's aged in in the in the barrel in the uh, oak barrel first, and then polished and finished in Calvados, and then they remove that using the Mexican silver. So it's kind of odd. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a PR. I mean, you know, it's it's not what you say; it's how you spin it. Um, but I don't I don't know. Um, uh, we know, for instance, that everything that comes out of that distillery, uh, it comes out of, um, in fact, I'll give you the num number, all right? That first we'll start with that. Uh, we are aware that they are industrially made, which means that they are using a diffuser, okay? Uh, this is um, at one time, the Jose Cuervo family had two separate uh, num numbers. This one is 1122. This is the num number that uh, is now the one num number where all of the the whole umbrella uh, goes under and no one's ever seen that distillery everybody has seen disneyland but nobody has ever seen the other one uh there are no tours they they don't they don't allow anybody there and we know that there's a dis diffuser uh that's just we know that you know the the old distillery is is disneyland you know that's 
that's for the that's for the public, and that's how where they used to make Jose Cuervo Mixto, you know. Um, and they probably do some work out of there, but uh, now it's all under one num number. And uh, those of us who have been Gran Centenario fans for a long time understand that there's a change in quality. We know that. Um, when you use a diffuser, you're not really, your, your main cost is not in the prime material, the, the agave. Because you notice we haven't, we haven't said anything about the agave except in the sense in the flavor where you're getting, you know, some of the spiciness, the white pepper, some of that could be from the, from the barrel, the Calvados barrel, the, or the whiskey, whatever whiskey barrel, oak barrel, you know, that yeah. imparts those, those, the, the, the pepperiness in the liquid, but they're not spending the money on, on the process. They're spending the money on the barrel, the, the packaging. Oh, and the ads. Let me show you the ad here in a second. What you were going to say something. What, what, what are we getting? Is this even, see, now it's a lot sweeter on the nose. Yeah, this nose has taken quite a while to open up. And I would say that one thing that I don't think is naturally conducive to agave on, on a nose is apple. Apple's got a very distinct fruit smell. Whereas if you had a mango, a peach, and an orange sitting there and you smelled all of them at the same time, there would be a little bit of a floral sweetness that goes with all of those that would be the same, whereas Apple doesn't have that. And this is turning into the, the nose I get now has become sweeter. And it's, it's almost like a powdered sugar nose for yes, me. Yes, 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 yes. This is starting to smell like apple brandy smells like on its own. Okay. I'm going to have to go into some apple. I'm going to have to go dive into your bar, man. Because <laughs> I, you know, that's why I don't I, think we have any Calvados back here right now. But Jim, um, Jim is my, he, he is my translator, you know, because some of this stuff, you know, I have no clue. And, and you know, it sounds nice. It's got, you know, the verbiage, the, the, the copy sounds great. It sounds grand. It sounds, you know, but I, I don't get it, you know. But I, well, I know what I smell, and it smells like powdered sugar to me now. Yes, but you know what? That that is that is going to be. Um, have you ever smelled? I, have you ever smelled uh, just a fresh baked apple pie? Oh, of course. Yeah, but but if you take that smell, and you put the alcohol that comes off the nose when this is first opened. It's going to be really hard to get a true apple scent off of it because baked right. apple and a fresh apple have a but fermented apple, I think, is where that is not something that most people are used to because the only way to get fermented apple smell is you're a cider drinker or rotting apple, which is unpleasant. I'm not going to call this unpleasant. This is fermented apple in a good way. This is a cider smell. I, I will say that I'm, I'm surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised because you as well, the last, the last Cuervo product you and I had was Pavito, which was in yeah. right before November, as a matter of fact, and yeah. it was, it was supposedly a, uh, their version of a Pachuga. Pachuga. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Pachuga. There was no Pavito in it and it was all orange liqueur. I would, it was, it was almost like Sambuca. Yeah, it was, it was, really it was, it was heavy bad. on an anise nose and flavor. And honestly, I would have rather had the piece of turkey they hung up than what it was going into on the liquid side. Yeah. I am pleasantly surprised by this. I am too. Being I was that surprised. I have had this apple brandy from, there's, there's an apple jack, you know, in, in, in Ohio that, that is a, an apple brandy that does have a, a little bit of a sweetness to it. That's the apple flavor is a little fake. And then there, obviously you've got apple infused, every kind of whiskey, you know, crown, Jim right. Beam, everybody, right. Right. apple, apple, apple. Yeah, yeah. This is 
this really did spend enough time in a legitimate Calvados barrel that the apple flavor, the fermented apple flavor in the nose that comes off of this, to me, seems legit. And it, it seems natural. The apple nose and the apple flavor off of this is not sugary apple, fake apple, chemical apple. This is like they pull this off the barrel because when you put that in there to get that brandy, the sugars off that apple come into the the barrel. I mean, they're in contact with that wood as it's maturing. And I'm pleasantly surprised by how they got that flavor into this. It's not, it does not seem fake to me. No, again, the cost of, of making a tequila with a diffuser is not on the prime material. They're not paying full pop for those agaves, first of all, because right. they're Cuervo. You know, they got their guys under contract. But secondly, they're not using the age seven, eight, nine-year-old agaves. They're not going to do that with this, okay? I've always said that tequilas made with a diffuser always lend themselves to flavoring and barreling quite well because the base material you wind up with first is vodka. It's nothing. So it's a clean slate and you can do whatever you want with it. So there is a cost in, in the barrel, there's a cost in the double barreling, there's a cost in using the Mexican silver. You know, that's where the labor cost is, is more involved. And of course, the packaging. And I would say that right. there's a reason why the alcohol is so aggressive. This is an aggressive alcohol for an 80 proof. Yeah, it is. It really is. And, and, and the one thing that I would slight this for is the fact that as you're making it a Cristalino, you're stripping out any agave characteristic that should be there. And you are replacing it with this Calvados brandy, apple, alcohol, nose, and taste profile. But, but that being said, that's why I said when we typically do this agave thing and you put a peach and an orange and a mango next to each other, and you get that citrus or floral sweetness that comes off of agave. This is interesting because apple cider, apple brandy, takes on a sweetness that is not like any of those other things. You can tell it's got that hint of a fresh apple and a fermented apple sweetness that comes with it. So do we just not smell the agave or I don't are we, but here's or where are here's we getting something that is close enough that it's like eh. here's what i will say very often when you when we when we sample blanco tequilas or or uh, even some mezcals sometimes on the on the nose you will sense a stone fruit of a pear it leads more toward a pear than an apple and right. it's slight. And so what I'm thinking is, you know, a Highlands, a Highlands tequila or, or someplace where it's more floral and citrusy and maybe somewhere in the middle between that golden triangle where some things are the smell and taste like stone fruit, like pears and apples. And very often you'll see a descriptor that says you get a little bit of green apple. It's kind of like the tertiary, you know, uh, aroma, and and I say I say, geez, let's confuse people and let's just go with apple because that way it, people might say it enhances whatever green apple should have been in the in the agave that isn't. Maybe that's true. Uh, what I will say though is, I can't I can't nose this and not say anything other than that it is tequila. But I think that the influence of that apple brandy and that apple sugar enhances that using that flavor profile and that nose, that apple nose. So if you put this in a regular old American oak barrel and then you strip this down, do I smell the agave the way I'm supposed to, I don't know if I would or not. I think this apple cider based brandy has a very unique impact on this of imparting that just that little bit of that sweetness that's supposed to come off the agave, but are 
are we missing it because it's it's pulling that apple and, and that apple brandy aged barrel flavor into this? I don't know. I can't sniff this and say this this no this doesn't lend itself to brandy or or, or or whiskey or cognac or any other liqueur. It does smell to me like it's got to be agave based. Am I actually smelling agave? Or is that apple essence used in this to kind of give that extra bit of that verdant green apple kind of nose that's on that Highland tequila, like you mentioned? I, I don't know. Because now, is, it, is the mouthfeel thing to you? It, it's. Um, I'm not going to say it's a it's a really robust mouthfeel. It's not a very thick uh, mouthfeel. It's not it's it's not syrupy in any way. It's not. I'm not going to call it thin. I'm not going to call it a thin mouthfeel. But it's not it's not syrupy. It's not robust. And now that it opens up, it's just more of the more of that sweetness that that stone fruit sweetness but again how much of this is how much of this is coming from this very unique flavor profile that's been introduced into an agave spirit here because well that's that's what i'm saying that that uh, tequila's made with a diffuser they're excellent for infusions. They really are. They're, they're already right. the drinks we've had that use them, use come out, come out of another distillery that we know uses a diffuser. And they make some really great infused tequilas and ready to drinks and RTDs and margarita mixes and things like that. So it doesn't surprise me that this acquired so much of the characteristic of, of a Calvado that because the base liquid, you know, it's a gutted vodka. It's aga vodka. You know, they, yeah. in order for that, in order for this to be tequila, it still has to have some sort of a, it still has to be made of a hundred percent agave tequila. That's probably what it's going to say on the label. Otherwise the CRT wouldn't, wouldn't, you know. Hey, they, hey, they so there's agave here. Right. We know it is. In some format. But what I'm thinking from my, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not somebody who lives five miles from Omaha beach sniffing uh, Calvados every day. Like, Oh, this is my drink. And this is what I get. <laughs> I've had it before. I, I've, I've tasted it. I've tasted a couple different versions of it. One or two that are very high end and, and really well-made and, you know, EXO style brandy style Calvados. And I've had a couple that are. Mid range. Like an American Applejack brandy that that is not um, heavy on on additives or anything like that, but it's just got a little bit more apple sweetness to it that that seemed to me to make it more palatable for an American palate. Make it more apple than brandy. Okay. Whereas the French are much more make it brandy, not apple. It's got an apple flavor and an apple infusion to it. If you set this down in front of me and did not tell me what it was and just put it in the glass and, and gave it to me like this, and I smelled this and I tasted it, I would ask you why this is an agave spirit. Why, why does this strike me as agave based? But then I would also say to you, is this made from apples? Hmm. I, I just get... If this were a blind tasting and you did not tell me what was in my glass, the source, the style of liquor, the the um, what they use to get the actual fermentation out of this, I would taste this and have an idea that maybe it was apples. Well, I think maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe. Um and, and I'm going to say this because I, if I were tasting this blind with absolutely no idea of what was going into the actual mash that you got your distilled liquid out of, 
And uh, I, I, I'm not turned off by this because I actually enjoy Calvados. I like an apple brandy. I like that it's got a lightness and a sweetness that's still got a little bit of a fermented um, sugar, fermented apple, you know, flavor imparted to it. So it's, it's, it's apple cider that's not that ridiculously sweet. And then the distillation process of it gives it that brandy quality that's very, very nice for sipping, which I'm not totally against this. I'm just I'm, not sure. I'm not either. I, I have to what agree I'm, with you. I, I'm stumped by this because it's not... Um, And, and every time I nose this, as it opens up, it changes just a little bit. I have to say that, um, you know, in the past, we've rated tequilas made with a diffuser. We've, we've RTDs and things like that. And then, and it, I've always said, I'm good with that. I really am. If you're going to do a diffuser, do something, do something like that. This is the first time I've actually had an infused tequila from the Corval family because we were, again, we went, we go back to the Pavito exhibit right. A. That was terrible. That was awful. That just wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. This is good. This is good. And, and, and honestly, this is the first time I think we've ever had anything. Calvados Vero is very specific. That, yes. That's American oak can be bourbon, it can be Tennessee whiskey, it can be used for scotch or Irish whiskey, it can be used three or four times for red wine or brandy, but we've never had that apple element in it. I've never had that. Nope. I've had apple brandy, I've had Calvado specifically, I've had American apple brandy, I've never compared it nose-wise or flavor-wise to any agave spirit. But now that I know I'm supposed to smell agave and taste agave off of this. Well, nobody says you have to. Well, but I, my mind, when you say I'm pouring you tequila, yeah, is going to look for certain characteristics off right. that agave right. that and should it's come there. through. It is and there. without a diffuser, it's not there. But <laughs> not totally this, against this either. This, this Calvados apple thing is replacing what I would have looked for on the agave side enough, enough that I don't say this isn't tequila. It is. Yeah. yeah it's tequila. I, I, it's, I mean, it's got a gnome number. It says it's 100% de agave. It's, it's got to be tequila. Yeah. You know, scientifically, but, when they run it through the lab chromatography, you know, it's going to have to, it's got to show agave, right. agave sugars. Otherwise, you can't, you can't sell this as tequila. Of course, it walks the like a it's not like you're going to tell you any different, but, you know, it quacks like a duck. <laughs> it tastes like an apple. But he shits like it, a duck it, too. I don't. I don't. Yeah, get it. yeah. But, but maybe maybe the genius <laughs> of this, <laughs> like, like oh, dude, maybe the God. genius of this is that the Calvados and the apple, that green apple Highlands tequila flavor profile and nose that's distinct but not dominant in a well-made non-diffuser tequila. That's what this has introduced into this liquid because of that Calvados barrel. Now, that, is, it, that, is, it, is it just me or is it coating your palate? Because I've had yeah, a couple, couple more. Oh, it, and and it, it, the, the front of my uh, palate, my lips a little tingle, but it, it was tingling and it left behind that brandy, apple brandy, sweet that I'm, I'm baffled by this because I, I don't want to say that they found a way to mask this with a fake agave, but, but I'm starting to think that maybe 
apple cider or apple brandy has some agave flavor profile components that are just blending the right way with this. Sure. I'm baffled by this. It does. I mean, again, the, the, the beauty of being a master distiller working with a diffuser is you've learned eventually how to mask it, how to hide it, how to blend it efficiently enough to where you know, the average consumers, the average guy's not going to dissect this for, you know, for as long as we have. And, and, but we, we took the hit folks. So we took the hit. So you yeah, don't have to, but, because but I'm, I'm baffled by this. I'm, I'm really surprised because I knew what I was putting in this glass when we poured it in here. It's, it's, it's an agave spirit. It's tequila. It's 100% agave, but it is diffuser. But I've never, and I'm not like, again, everything you see behind me, there's not a single thing back there that's got apple in it of any kind. There's no apple brandy. I might only have one regular brandy back there that would be a grape varietal brandy, something coming from, you know, the, the French wine grapes that become good brandy. I probably only have one real brandy back there anyway. Everything else would be whiskey, American, Scotch, or Irish whiskey, uh, some gin. Nothing that has a flavor profile specifically with brandy or or even more so apple brandy. But God, I'm just, I'm so close to calling this good. I know. Because I don't know if I like it because it's Calvados or if I like it because it's tequila that has used that flavor profile to give it the kind of depth we were looking for. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. It's the first time that I've ever had a a tequila made in a diffuser that has baffled me because some of them, they're either you either... You either like them because they're infused with something that they say it's infused with, and I'm okay with that, or it's just so bad that that it's 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 you know you just want to laugh it out of out of dodge because it's so bad. And I've had a few of those. Uh, from uh, one, also this is probably the first thing that I've ever had that that's been put in a Calvados barrel that wasn't actually Calvados. So how do I know that somebody didn't think of let's amplify that? apple fermented apple flavor that comes with the sweetness of you know brandy's got sweetness more so than bourbons and whiskeys would because it comes from that fruit instead of a grain based distillate but well you know even if they used additives in this thing even if they use glycerin in this thing yeah it'd be hard to detect because, yeah. because, you know, again, you're using a specific barrel that's got a specific flavor profile that held a specific liquor in it. So, so it masks whatever, they can enhance whatever they wanted. They can enhance the pepperiness. They can enhance uh, the apple. They can enhance, uh, uh, they did something to the alcohol because I will say the alcohol is, is fairly aggressive even as it opens up it's still it's still got that that numbness and pepperiness and 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 it does it is coating the palate and again the calvados will do that anyway right yeah so and that's what i'm that's what i don't get and that's what i'm like what do i do with this because it's they don't get a, a strong additive sense from this i don't get a i don't i don't either i really do feel like what i am tasting here and what i'm getting in on the nose and 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 when i put it in my mouth and swish it around a little bit that is that a fake flavor profile because it's got additives in it or is it just picked up enough of what i really enjoy about brandy and specifically about calvados that this has pulled all of that out of that barrel because it is kind of the blank slate of a diffuser tequila. I, I don't know. I, I, so, so I'm probably going to sit here the rest of the night and just try to. Yeah, yeah. It's just 
what it's, I'm it's, getting because I don't dislike this. I, I don't. I just either. don't know why I feel like it's not something that I was expecting. I, I will say that I'm, I can't nominate it, number one, as a brand of promise because it's so unusual and confusing because, again, what do you do with this? Because here, here's the thing. Here's the MSRP on this. $79.99. 80 proof. Bottle, that's a bottle of scotch. That's a 12-year-old bottle of right. scotch. Yeah. And, and so, you know, here's the thing, too. Uh, uh, Jim, for that kind of money... You're not going to pour this in a cocktail, are you? No, but I wouldn't pour this in a cocktail anyway, because I think that this flavor profile. I, don't know. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I, I. It's, it's confusing. It really it's is confusing because the one thing you don't put into anything that is based on apple or pear is citrus. And most of your tequila cocktails are going to have a citrus element to them. Right. Lime, lemon, orange, grapefruit, something. But also. Well, you know, anybody making a, a apple teeny, you know, could you could you could you replace could that? Be a martini based cocktail or. Yeah. A... I will say that it is coating my palate more and more. The sweetness is sticking around, you know. The Calvados barrels, uh, they roll those like they do with rums and 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 sherries. They roll those in 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 uh, uh, the the uh, what the hell's the additive? Um, the glycerin. They roll they roll glycerin in those barrels prior to adding, you know, the rum or the or whatever it is that they're the sherry, you know, in some of those barrels. So maybe what there is is residual glycerin from the barrel i don't know i don't know because it's coating my palate folks i, I will say that believe me I, it, it's it's not a um you know you and i taste tequila when i'm not doing that i'm a whiskey guy and brandy is something that i've tasted i've enjoyed it i've i've had experience with it enough to say what I like and dislike about the kinds that I've had and the kinds that I've enjoyed and the ones that I didn't so much. And Calvados is not foreign to me at all, but it's also not something that I would say that if you ask me, did I have an apple brandy last year? Probably not. The last time I had it was maybe a couple of years ago at a dinner afterwards, somebody served it. It was complimentary to what they were serving. I can appreciate it. I do know that the one thing I've always remembered about the times I've encountered these apple brandies, apple jack or calvados or anything like that, is that it's a very distinct flavor profile. That that apple profile is very in a league of its own. It's it's just not a the apple imparts something that most of the time I'm not going to say. Oh, this just tastes just like that other brandy or one of these whiskeys or something like that. It, it's so, I'm so, so confused by this. I'm so I, confused by I'm this. I'm so confused. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I can't nominate it as a brand of promise because if you're looking for agave, if you're looking for, for some I don't think you're gonna find it. tequila, you're not going to find it and you'll be disappointed. Now, if you're an apple brandy person, I, I think, I think Jim, probably this merits you finding a barrel or, or a bottle of Calvados or, or an apple brandy and reinvestigating, revisiting. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because I, I think that if you're a whiskey drinker, this is not going to catch you on the whiskey side. No. But I would even say that if you're a brandy or a cognac person, this isn't going to have the depth that a brandy or a cognac is going to bring because you're not going to have that grape-based distillate that then spends its time in the barrel. I think this catches enough of the apple side of that Calvados barrel that this stands on its own as some sort of sipping beverage. Sipping agave spirit. Maybe if they'd have called it an agave spirit, it would be more um, uh, uh, acceptable, more more 
you know, I wouldn't even say that calling it an agave spirit is what what gives it the definition. I mean, I would not taste this and say this is completely tequila. If you told me that it came from tequila because of the notes of the sweet floral little bit of flavor profile that I get, I would believe it. But if you told me it came out of a Calvados barrel, then I would say, okay, that makes sense. I, that's, that's, it's not Calvados. It's not brandy. It's, it's kind of like an ouzo. You know how like it, it, it's got that anise, that licorice, but it's so one-sided. It's one-sided is what I will say. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, if there's any agave in it, it's hard to detect at all uh, flavor and aroma wise, but it's yeah. one-sided like an ouzo. You know, for me, you know, like Uzo's got that licorice and anise, and you just know what it is. You can smell it a mile away, and that's oh, that's Uzo, right? But this yeah, one is it, like it's so unique. Maybe they're ahead of their time. I I don't know. So so here's here's how I would classify this if I was forced to tell somebody this is what I would put this in a category of or something like that. This is. Um, and you said Uzo, which would be close to the same anise profile of a Sambuca or something like that. This is an after-dinner liquor. A digestif. Yes. It, okay. It's it's what Calvados would be. I mean, that that's the thing that when Calvados was big and having its moment, it was an after-dinner brandy. So if when you're done with dinner, you're a cigar and a brandy kind of guy or a cigar and maybe not cognac because cognac's got some real depth on it that I don't think this has. But if you like a, a, a Sambuca and coffee or if you like to drink an Italian or a Greek style uh, Uzo liqueur or Sambuca or a Calvados even, this makes perfect sense. If you like whiskey or if you like an Anejo tequila, I don't think this is what you're going to like. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't even pair this with a cigar. I, I, I couldn't. There's a sweetness to it that I, I think it's more of a, this is more of a dessert style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, beverage. And, and I probably shouldn't call it a beverage because I'm, it's technically it's 100% de agave and it's tequila, but um I don't know. This is just in such such a weird standalone by itself flavor profile that I think it's. I would I would sip on this after, you know, if I had a really nice kind of um, heavy meal, something something that required a little bit of a digestive, I would be totally fine sipping on this, uh, and enjoying that little bit of an apple infused flavor profile that's there. I'm not against it in any way. I just don't know what to call it. Yeah, I don't either. I think I think it's too confusing. Um, the they may have been better served as as a liqueur. You know, maybe they should drop down the ABV to a liqueur size, like they have with you know they they make agavero, they make agavero with Damiana, and they also make agavero that's orange, like an orange liqueur, and right. maybe this this would be have have been better served as a liqueur with this kind of flavor profile, because as a tequila, once, once you've had this, you're going to go, you know, it's good, but where's the agave? So there's no mixing. You don't mix this with anything. I don't think I, yeah. I you, you sip it. Maybe it's, it's an after dinner sipper, but I just don't. It's going to sit on your I, shelf for a while before you finish. Well, it. but here's the thing. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably going to take a sip of this every couple hours for the rest of the evening. I just want to see what happens and see. Yeah. Maybe I will pour myself one more of these after I eat my dinner tonight and have a meal and have something on my palate that's got a little bit of heft. And I want to have a digestive to cleanse that and see if it does that. But I just don't know. Yeah, too confusing, folks. It's it's a confusing grant. That that's I know we've been long in the tooth, folks. Well, we needed to go through that because you probably have not had this. Right. Uh, 
I don't know, you know, unless you know what it is that you're you're getting and and that there's that, that and what Calvado is, because a lot of folks don't even know what that is. I didn't know, right. you know, I knew, right. I knew it's, it's, it's not no, because honestly, the 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 folks that I know who would be big brandy drinkers, that's not their brandy. They're expecting a grape distillate for their brandy. They are right. wine and then brandy drinkers. So this is uh, this is new, and I don't think any of their other any of their other uh, bottles under this label use that barrel for anything else. This is this yeah, it's to this, for this right? line. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, folks, that's our take on on the Grand Centenario Cristalino. I know we were long in the tooth, but it needed to be done. Uh, if you've had a long journey to bring you right back to where you started from, of not knowing what you were getting. We, yeah, we, we don't know. Really you know we, Sorry. we don't know what to call it. It's. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't love it. But if you're looking for agave, if you're looking, if you're an oakhead, you're going to be severely disappointed. Um, yeah. And and you know, I think they may have pigeonholed this one to a whole other market. That I, I don't know what market they were after when they did this because, as you said, the brandy, the usual brandy drinker, is not going to gravitate to a a Calvados based agave spirit. I, I don't understand who they were going after for, for 80 bucks. That's an expensive experiment, you know? Well, I, I filtered would say through Mexican silver folks. Correct. Filtered through Mexico, whatever that, I don't think you need to tell anybody that. I don't think that gives anybody, Oh my God. It's it was filtered the, through Mexican silver guys. Release. Let's go get it's it. It's in the press release. Oh, Mexican silver. Hell, I got a pair of earrings made out of Mexican silver. But I would say that if 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 you are somebody who likes a a, a, a good hard cider, a well made hard cider, if you're somebody that likes a fruit wine that's not just grape, if you like a fruit wine, if you're a mead drinker where you like a little bit of that alcohol quality that has still some of the strong fruit and sweetness characteristics to it, and certainly if you like Calvados. And I like Calvados. I don't dislike it at all. I like Calvados. Yeah, but it's not at the forefront of your of your brandy. You know, that candy. is absolutely true. And there's none on my shelf right now. And I've got quite a few things on my shelf right now. There's so, a, probably only one brandy back there right now. But if you are somebody who likes a digestif in the in the Italian style, or if you are somebody who likes a mead or a fruit wine or a brandy that's not a real age brandy, you're gonna like this. Hey, you know, uh, if you're looking you're, for an anejo to you really gotta be you gotta you gotta severely niche down to be able to like this thing because that's a niche for 80 bucks. Yeah. I think it's too big a niche for me. I, I'm probably not gonna recommend it, but but you guys do it. You you guys taste it. If you've had it before, tell us what you're doing with it. If you're making a mat apple tea, yeah. great. Leave us a comment, you know, give us a like on, on the on the video. Uh, this is probably the most in-depth uh, of, uh, of a review I've ever given Cuervo. But I got to say, I don't hate it either. So you guys tell me, do you hate it? Do you love it? You know, are you, is it in the ballpark? I don't know. It's not something I would, I would, it's, I'm not in that niche. And I don't think that, I don't think that Jim is either. But we wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't kick it out of bed either for eating crackers in bed. If but, somebody but, did not tell me what this was, poured it for me and said, try this. This is this is our family's, you know, house liquor. Yeah. I would not be upset sipping it and enjoying it. I yeah. would have quite a few questions about where it came from and how they got it. That's that's my only thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I would too. And and maybe they went after the European market. Maybe they maybe this is going to go really well in the UK and Ireland, you know, in Scotland. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't no, know about I, Scotland. This, maybe not. But this might do better in the European market, like in France and Italy and Spain, where they're used to more of a brandy-based digestive than they would, because you know. And even then, you're still niching yourself down because there are so many good brandies in Spain and Portugal, and you know, and this would be way down on that list uh in my opinion but you know that's our take that's grand centenario cristalino folks they did their best uh i think they really wrapped up a, a lot <laughs> they you know if you've had it and you and uh, tell us what you're doing with it you know but that's Seriously. our take 
Uh, I'm Mike Morales here in Southern California. That guy out there is one confused Jim Johnson in Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> you have been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media. Hey, sorry for taking so long, but we took one for the team because it, we, we, we thought it was necessary. I have to say, as a diffuser yeah. made te tequila, and I'll put that in quotes now, um, air quotes, uh, I don't hate it. But I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. For, I wouldn't go looking for it either. Okay, so that's that's my take on it. Uh, but that's our take. Uh, again, folks, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, of course, and whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Step wisely. <laughs>